Hi, and welcome to Stefan Levera Podcast, a show about Bitcoin and Austrian economics. This show is brought to you by Swan Bitcoin, and Swan is organizing an all-new West Coast event deeply dedicated to Bitcoin and Bitcoiners. It's going to be on November 10th and 11th in LA, California. So this will be an awesome experience with all kinds of great Bitcoiners there, whether they are speakers or just people attending and educating. There'll be education, there'll be workshops, there'll be a main stage, obviously with panels and fireside chats. There'll also be a Swan Dome, which will have deep dive sessions. There'll be a Bitcoin Lab. There's all kinds of fun as well. There'll be uh, hoops involved, retro gaming zone, all kinds of stuff that you don't want to miss out on. This will be a great experience for you or potentially if you have a friend or a family member who is learning about Bitcoin, this is a great opportunity to bring them along and get them to soak up some of the Bitcoin education and culture and attitudes that the Bitcoin community has. I'll be one of the hosts and I'm looking forward to seeing you there. November 10th and 11th, go to pacificbitcoin.com, use code Levera for a discount. Are you a real Bitcoiner and are you doing Bitcoin transactions? Well, mempool.space is the Bitcoin explorer for you. It's built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Now, as you saw at the recent Baltic Honey Badger speech by Simon and Wiz, they were explaining how Mempool is really graduating into being a multi-layer explorer. So they support Lightning Network also. So you can now search the Lightning Network on mempool.space. Mempool.space is also available over Tor and it's open source. So you can even run your own version of this. Now, mempool.space has a community edition, which is freely available for the community. But there's also an enterprise edition as well that you can use if you are a builder in the space and you need certain specific products you can talk to the team at mempool and you can sponsor those particular features or your own version of the explorer so go and check it out over at mempool.space now if it's bitcoin hardware and security you're interested in coinkite.com is the place to go they are the creators of my favorite bitcoin hardware signing device the cold card i like that this device is so versatile and it's also very reliable and so once you're used to using it it's really easy to set them up to do different features such as if you need to apply a passphrase or if you need to use it as part of a multi-signature and of course one of my favorite features is the ability to use it in air gap mode so that's a really cool feature also the cold card can be used by beginners intermediate or advanced users it has all kinds of different features and it you can really tune it for your level of security of course CoinKite have a range of products they've got open dimes they've got sats cards they've got tap signers uh, but of course, my favorite remains the cold card. So you can go and get that over at coinkites.com. Use code Lavera for a discount on your cold card. Now for episode 412, my guest today is Moritz from the GetAlbi team or the Albi uh, project. Now, most of you might know this as a browser extension, but they've also got a range of other products that we talk about here. But essentially, this is a really cool project that allows us to easily interact with Lightning on the web. Now, those of you who've been around in the space, you might recall an earlier project called Jewel. So in a sense, this project, Albi, is drawing a lot of inspiration from that and using some of the newer standards and everything that allow us interoperability. So I'm really excited about what's happening in this space. I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode with Moritz. Moritz, welcome to the show. Hi, Stefan. So I know you're working on Albi, and I've been playing around with Albi. I think it's really cool. Uh, and I wanted more people to hear about the story of Albi and a little bit about the project. So firstly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just for listeners who don't know you? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm working on, on Albi doing more like the, the project management side because 
I, I have more like a business background. Uh, I personally discovered Bitcoin back in 2013 when I wrote my master thesis about Bitcoin mining and, and project evaluation using different option and decision tree models. Then I, I joined a venture capital fund, but I really realized that somehow they do not really invest in Bitcoin companies. So I joined a spinoff. We were exploring different use cases for Bitcoin, for example, how to pay a lawnmower using lightning per square meter of grass cut that was in 2019. And um, that's also the, the time when I got more, more and more into lightning. I, for example, reached out to Vulgo Ventures because I thought that they do such a great job in supporting the whole lightning ecosystem. Um, I then joined Oleg on a more part-time basis, doing some writing some research reports that also ended up in, in the Arcane Research Report um, because I, I built up a database of lightning projects and that's also how I came across Albi basically. Gotcha. And so you came across it. So that means someone had already started this project. Uh, that I presume that's the developer. Uh, yeah, it's Bumi, um, or his real name is, is, is Michael. He was, uh, I think, as many of us, uh, probably um, always super fascinated uh, about how we can create these um, native payments on the internet, right? So he has a, a developer background, um, worked on different payment apps before and then he also started contributing to Joule, a early browser extension for the lightning network and then um, after the project stopped um, yeah he initiated the work on on albi um, that was um, yeah end of 2020 um, in a really like community setup in one of these um, lightning hack sprints back then Right, that's interesting as well, because I recall in the earlier days of Lightning going mainnet, Jewel was very much like a predecessor to Albi, and I remember playing around with it. And at that time, people were using Jewel as their little in-browser Lightning wallet, and they would do things like connect it to their Lightning node. And so people had like a Casa node or other things like this, and it was very much like a predecessor to Albi's functionality. So I definitely saw a strong uh, inspiration between the two when I was playing around with Albi, and I've been using it myself. But do you want to just tell us a little bit about the reason behind making Albi? Why make this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. So, so uh, Albi is heavily inspired by Tool, conceptual-wise, especially um, because I think uh, Will did a great job here, like building um, this browser extension. Um, but at some point, he, um, the, the development um, was stopped, uh, although some like updates had to be deployed to keep it in the Firefox stores. And the idea of Joule, um, some of them keeps living on in Albi, and we can talk about that later on. But some, some parts we thought, okay, look, this is something maybe there are more specialized tools with that. So Joule was always also used for node management. But today we have also specialized tool for node management. So there's a there's a difference there. And um, with uh, Joule, you could all only um, add your Lightning or um, yeah Lightning wallet that runs uh, on LND as compared to I mean other node applications or other wallets out there. And also here, Albi um, gives you a bit more flexibility. Of course, and so. What we're talking about here is the ability to have our Bitcoin node and our Lightning node and then connect a browser 
extension, and that's essentially what Albi is, that allows us to spend our Bitcoin over the Lightning Network or even to receive. And one thing that I find really interesting is that there's all these different ways of interoperability or methods of having interoperability. We have things like Lightning addresses, we have things like QR codes, we have things like WebLN, and we're going to get into all of these uh, things. So uh, I guess just high level in terms of Albi right now, what are the supported Lightning implementations? Is it LND only or are there is there support for others coming? Yes, so it's um, there are a bunch of already supported and uh, also uh, want to support more on that because in our opinion, like the Albi the browser extension is the portal for you to the world of Lightning apps, right? And um, we do not want to restrict our users to just use one specific wallet or one specific implementation. So uh, you as a user, you can choose um, several. And if we talk about like really the low level of, um, of Lightning, the different Lightning implementations, what right? Uh, right now we have LND. Um, we also have Eclair, um, and we are currently working on, on a connector to Core Lightning um, that is on our roadmap, and it should be possible uh, also because now there's a native plugin available uh, with Commando for RPC commands. So this is one thing I think, and but also LDK um, is super interesting, for example, to have a, a native node in your browser um, connected to the Albi browser extension, for example. But often the problem is a bit here that all requires uh, still a lot of engineering work to get these things working in a browser. So it would be awesome if we can sort of like team up with uh, with an expert from yeah from LDK or Core Lightning to to get this going and to get it out into the hands of users actually. Right, and so for users who are just following along. There are different Lightning implementations. The most popular one today is LND, Lightning Network Daemon by Lightning Labs. Uh, but some other popular ones are Eclair. Another one is Core Lightning, or also previously known as C Lightning by the Blockstream team. And then LDK by the Spiral Bitcoin team. And so I guess what we're talking about here is Albi is an easy way for consumers to just use that Lightning wallet and experience Lightning on the web. And so I think that's a really cool thing that Lightning is now enabling. And that's part of this vision that people have been talking about for so long. But now with Lightning, we have some of the technology and we have some of the ways to interconnect and make all of these things actually work in a way that's actually the experience is becoming better and better and better. Over time, I'm sure, you know, years, if you went back years ago, it was, it was a lot harder and a lot, it was just a far different experience. Whereas now, I think the experience that's enabled with things like Albi and browser extensions is people can have that more seamless experience. So the idea is you're browsing and then you may come across a paywall and it may be 500 sats or whatever. And you can pay that without having to like pull out your phone and scan the QR uh, as most of us are used to in the lightning world. Um, so do you want to just talk a little bit about what that experience is from a user experience? Like what is the user experience of using Albi? Yeah, I think this is a, a super critical point, especially when we talk to people who are not into, not too tech savvy, not too much into lightning. Uh, then um, it all starts with with the onboarding, but that we have to get right. Some people definitely, for example, want to connect their existing lightning nodes that run at home, but the majority of of, of people certainly they don't have a wallet yet, or maybe they have just a mobile wallet. So we also want to take care of these. 
Um, you can connect your Raspi Blitz, your Umbrel, um, your custodial mobile Lightning Wallet, for example, um, Blue Wallet, uh, Bitcoin Beach, or then especially for the people who do not yet have a Lightning Wallet, you can also create a Albi Lightning Wallet through the through the extension and start playing around with with Albi on on different websites. And uh, what you can basically do is bunch of things you can pay you can receive you can log in to websites um, and interact with different uh, applications um, on the web right and so there's all kinds of functionality so one is this idea of ln url auth so that stands for authentication and so the idea is just for listeners obviously you understand this but the idea is that you can log into different online services so there are different ones out there i know one uh, so there's a few examples ln markets so that is like a bitcoin trading site but you can log in and out using ln auth another example is uh, stacker news so stacker.news you can log in with ln url auth and so this is something that albi supports so do you want to just talk a little bit about this idea of authentication using our browser extension or really our lightning node yeah, so with Albi, we really want to make the, the interaction with web apps as seamless as possible. And that's why you can also use a Albi uh, or the Albi extension to um, authenticate um, on, on, on web apps, right? And it doesn't matter if it is the Albi wallet that you connected, as long as um, LNURL auth is supported by the connected wallet then you can do that and you can log in with one click. You can log out with one click, basically. And um, this is like, yeah, I think a, a big benefit compared to before because you don't need a password to um, and remember a password to log in. And um, I'm super, super curious how to, um, in exploring how, how we can actually bring this to a, to a, to a, to a, to a wider audience and, and, and usage also for other apps, not just for like lightning enthusiastic apps. Yeah. I see. And so I think the other really interesting paradigm here is we're starting to see more and more interconnection. And we're seeing ways that these different Lightning wallets and applications can connect and work together. So historically, people might have had to have a different Lightning wallet or a different app for different purposes. Whereas now, it's, I think it's, it's shifting the paradigm now where you might have one Lightning wallet that you can interact with different apps and I think there was a blog post you had as well, which spelled some of this out. And I think it's an interesting way for people to understand the way Bitcoin or Lightning is shifting and the way it's going to become more accessible. So do you want to talk a little bit about that interoperability, that concept of having one wallet, but multiple apps? Yeah. So this is all based on, on an already open and global uh, payment network, like the Lightning Network. And this is such, such a big improvement compared to today's payment rails that we see, for example, with uh, PayPal, where you can only interact with people who have PayPal. But um, on Lightning, you can interact with people who have um, Breeze. You can interact with people who have Phoenix, for example because they all run on the same payment protocol. And this, and this is awesome. And now what we came out recently with the, with the Albi API and the idea behind that is really, uh, we want to make payments accessible for everyone. And, and um, that's why we need these easy to use building blocks, such as an API for developers so that they can create apps with this seamless payment experience. And 
today the problem is often I don't know, like how many apps do you have um, where you have sats on or how many accounts do you have where you deposited some sats? At least I, I have several of them, right? And and at some point you probably, you don't have an overview about that anymore. And wouldn't it be like just nice if you can just have one wallet that is sort of interoperable with the different applications out there um, and you can connected so what we thought okay the goal of this api is really to solve exactly this that uh, we need to move away from this send and receive user experience or to move actually to the send and receive user experience and away from this deposit and withdraw model that many lightning apps currently implement um, and also on the other side, make it easier for developers at the same time to include Lightning and Bitcoin payment functionalities into, into their um, apps. So it's, it's definitely a bit of a paradigm shift that we want to achieve here, but I think this improves greatly the user experience. I see. So as an example, instead of having an account where you deposit and, and withdraw, you might be referring to this idea that you can stream sats or you can just continuously stream a small amount of sats depending on what you're doing, depending on what the use case is. And I noticed that also in the app as well. So in the extension in Albi, I noticed on some websites, well, in general, it gives you that option of, hey, do you want to just set a budget and then just let the website automatically pull from your wallet up to a certain level? So I'm curious, what's the reasoning behind that idea? Yeah, so it's a bit like we have to differentiate here a bit um, because there's the, there's the, the wallet API that you can be used um, to include Lightning functionality into a mobile app, into a web app. And then there's also WebLN that serves actually a similar purpose, but this is more for the, for the interface between the Albi extension and the web app. But yeah, on, on a very high level, the functionalities are very similar because what you can do is you can connect your app easily to this application either through this API from Albi or through um, a WebLN, right? And um, for example, for this, for this API, how this works is basically you can now bring your Albi wallet to another um, um, Lightning app. So it becomes basically a multi-purpose wallet suddenly. So, and, and the app that, um, that you want to connect to asks you if you want to add your Albi wallet account, like similar to login via Facebook, for example, and then, and then you can connect your wallet to that app and it's it's all based on the on the OAuth protocol so it's an open standard uh, in the industry and this also ensures interoperability and with also a minor lock-in effect for 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 web apps at the same time they don't have to take care of of like node management um, account management of users because this is basically like outsourced to Albi in this case um, because the user now has a wallet that is like, yeah, okay, I can bring my own wallet to any other app. And regarding the allowances or the budgets feature that you just mentioned, this is one feature that is also particularly available in the in the Albi browser extension. And uh, combined with WebLN, basically, you can really achieve these uh, one-click payments compared to yeah, rather cumbersome payments when uh, when you have to look for your credit card details, for example, or you have to look for your smartphone to scan a QR code, initiate payments and so on. But with these uh, one-click payments, 
and the potential here is, is, is huge, right? You can also, for example, just like scroll through a website and per scroll, what, what you do, you can initiate a payment, either like send a payment or just receive a payment, or you can also do a time-based. Um, and this just works because with, with WebLN, it's just a different set of connection, basically, between a web app and a wallet. You can have these, these programmatic interactions suddenly. I see. And so it enables this whole new possibility around people monetizing online because now there's this, it's really smooth and slick. And so as Bitcoiners know, Bitcoin is this open network. Anybody can join it. You can just earn Satoshis online for doing things. And then now this idea is that we have a connected wallet that really smooths the interface online. So it makes it really simple to send and receive without having to pull out a, a phone wallet or it'll log into things. You just have an Albi extension. And what you could do, I mean, depending on how you manage things, but you might have a smaller amount that you have just, you know, in your Albi wallet and you're using that for this back and forth spending. And I think I think it's really interesting and perhaps underrated or people don't really understand this part yet because it is just that early in terms of uh, Bitcoin and Lightning adoption. Uh, and so I'm excited for this. I think it's really cool that we can connect up our wallet and even link to our own node. So for example, I can link my own BTC pay and let's say I earn in on that and then I want to browse on the internet and then using Albi and WebLN and the different websites I'm browsing, I can pay for things. I can buy things straight away. And so I think it's a great demonstration for people of just how powerful Lightning can be and how the overall ecosystem is being built out. And I think, I think it's really cool because it's in a very open source, open ethos kind of uh, manner. So that's really cool. I think th those are some of the main things that I'm excited about. Um, so with, with Albi, what's the structure of this? Like, is it, a, is it just a FOSS project right now or is it a company or what are you thinking? What is it? So the Albi browser extension itself is open source. Um, it's it's yeah, a very like, community-driven project. Um, we are part of the Bitcoin design community. We have a Slack channel there. Uh, we have bi-weekly community calls where people come together, tell what they've done. Um, we showcase things there, talk about our plans. But it, it's also the case that, um, that there is a, that there's an official organization behind Albi in the meantime, because in order to operate in a sustainable way, you also need to contribute back to the community, right? You cannot always take from them, but you also need to give them something back. So we need also need to see how we can create value um, with Albi that is then like coordinated within this organization and distributed back to its contributors. So it's it's a it's part of like it's really like both sides. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm sure many listeners are thinking also, hey, what about privacy and security ramifications? So let's get into some of those aspects also. I know, let's start with security. So obviously, there are a lot of browser hacks and browser things going on. I'm curious what can be done about that um, in terms of this extension being able to control your wallet. Do you have any thoughts uh, for listeners out there on the security of the use a browser extension to control our Lightning node or Lightning wallets? I think it's important to understand here that um, that the Albi browser extension itself is a, a fully client-side application if you connect it to your own Lightning wallet. So, and and uh, we know that is it's it's a pretty it's it's a tricky topic. So, so that's also why we, for example, 
right now we make sure that it comes without any tracking software um, that is important and there is no connection to any like albi organization or whatever organization in the back if you use it with your own um, lightning wallet so hence there is no data exchange with us and what you only have to do here in this case you only trust the software with your data right and also that's also a reason why albi is open source to give people the chance to review the code for example but there's certainly always some trust involved and the trust model i would say is actually very comparable to your mobile wallet for example or to your app that you connect to your remote lightning node or the node software itself right you always have to trust something um, and, 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 and give access to um, some yeah, very valuable data. Um, and this is, this is the same also with the Albi extension. And all of these, like the mobile wallets also, they all have um, access to wallet credentials. Back to the show in a moment. Have you thought about upgrading your Bitcoin security? And how often does that come up for you? Unchained Capital can help you move to multi-signature. When you do multi-signature, you are having your coins secured using multiple keys. And so as an example, you might have two different hardware devices stored in different locations and Unchained would hold the third key. So they can co-sign for you. Now, if you need help setting this up, they've got a concierge onboarding program. So you can go to the website, they can set you up over a video call they can then teach you how to withdraw your coins from the exchange or out of your single signature setup into a multi-signature setup and they guide you through the process so they help you ensure that you don't shoot yourself in the foot so this can help you give you that peace of mind so if you're interested go to unchained.com concierge use the code lavera for a discount there are you interested in bitcoin mining brains.com is the site for you they offer auto-tuning mining firmware. This is known as BrainsOS Plus. That's the name of the software. You can install this firmware on your Bitcoin mining ASIC and you can improve efficiency by as much as 25%. Now you can mine on any pool or point your hash rate towards Brains Pool and you get 0% pool fees. Now they have a range of supported models, so go and check on the website. In the pipeline, they've got What's Miner and Ant Miner uh, X19 models coming. And they've also got a really cool analytics dashboard. So you can go to there on the Mining Insights page and you can use the Mining Profitability Calculator and see all kinds of specialist mining statistics that are really handy for you. So that website is brains.com. That's B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. And finally, bitbo.io. This is a Bitcoin homepage. So you can set this either as your homepage or perhaps as a bookmark that you can periodically check. So if you need to get a view of the Bitcoin ecosystem, whether that is the price, don't forget to zoom out and click for log scale mode. But you can see things like Bitcoin network statistics, lightning network statistics. You can see the sats per dollar figure so that you can uh, do that mental maths and value things in Satoshis. You can see the inflation rate. You can see comparison versus normie assets like GBTC and what the premium is. You can see the projected Bitcoin halving dates. So this is a great resource that you can use don't forget to bookmark this site. It's bitbo.io. And now back to the show with Moritz. Of course, right. And so I guess the answer then from a privacy perspective is if you're connecting it to your own wallet, Albi doesn't know what you're doing, right? It's your own wallet talking to your own browser extension. And in the security case, well, I think that's just going to browser security. So it's a question about how secure browser extensions and browser security is. Obviously, that's a that's a hot topic. There's often browser vulnerabilities and exploits and things. But nevertheless, 
it may be something that people can choose to mitigate that risk by, let's say, if it's possible to do macaroons or only authorizing a certain amount of value to be spent or otherwise are obviously limiting the amount that's held in that Lightning wallet. So if it's connected to your Lightning node and your Lightning wallet, limit the amount that's held in that. Obviously, don't be putting your whole stack in there. Obviously, this is just this should be the spending money or should be seen as that. But yeah, and I think it gives, I think, a Bitcoin experience for the web that's really, really slick. And so I think for some people that's worthwhile. That's, you know, they're, they're going to think, hey, that's, I'm okay with a certain level of risk because I want this convenience and this experience. And over time, as that experience builds out and becomes better and better, then it may become uh, more of a typical thing that people do and they accept a certain level of risk there. I mean, in the same way that, you know, people might store credit card credentials in their in some password manager or things like that, that, you know, of course, credit card information could also be compromised or could also be stolen or hijacked. So I think the ecosystem and the industry will evolve responses and security in response to some of these. But it's interesting to see which way that goes. Also wanted to chat about the WordPress plugin. So I saw recently you released a WordPress plugin giving a lightning paywall. So can you explain what this is and how it works? Yeah, this is a bit like the other side of Albi. So there's the Albi browser extension side that is really the idea, okay, how can we make it easier for users to spend and receive sats on the web as a very consumer-driven project, whereas the WordPress plugin is really, um, like really targets website operators, developers, uh, publishers, creators, um, and here, um, our goal is also to make it easier for them to like to receive these sets and to be able to 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 monetize their content, and um, that's why we we um, also published the the Bitcoin Lightning Publisher. That's that that's the name of the WordPress plugin, and it follows very much also the like the similar idea of the Albi browser extension because you have a very flexible backend. Where you can connect different uh, wallets like like Albi, like uh, your LND node, also BTC Pay server, for example, or if you run a LND hub or LND bits, you can you can connect that as well, mm, or just if you have a Lightning address, um, you can just plug it in, and then um, you can you can activate it. Um, it has then different, let's say, more like front end facing functionalities. Um, you can um, activate a donation widget. For example, you can also activate a, a paywall um, on all types of content. And, and this interesting part of the, about these paywalls is that they, they have different functionalities. And the idea is also a bit we want to give people the chance to experiment a bit because, yeah, we are still in, in, in such an early state where we do not really know, okay, in which regard do paywalls actually convert users to, to paying users. Right, so there is, for example, a paywall that can be disabled after X hours uh, when the article is published, or can be enabled um, um, after after X hours um, when the article was published, or after a total amount um, or a certain amount was collected. So all these like um, different different um, functionalities of a paywalls are available. Um, and um, then other things as well, right? So you can quickly add a lightning meter tag to your WordPress website. So in this case, if you have a, have a meter tag 
um, you would not need a payment plugin, for example. So that's especially interesting for people who have not so much um, um, developer experience. They don't know how to add a payment plugin to their website. Well, all they need now is a Lightning address. Um, add this Lightning meta tag into the HTML code with the with the WordPress plugin. It's just a click, um, and then it's integrated. And all people coming to your website um, using Albi the extension can now send you sats on a website. Uh, this is one thing, and um, what I also find very interesting is, for example, that you can with with this WordPress plugin you can also add a a value tag to your RSS feed if you use this um, if you use WordPress in general for um, hosting your podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of functionality and things that can be built out here. And I think the other part that's really cool is you're making it accessible for a lot of people, right? Because as many people know, or maybe some people don't know, WordPress powers a massive number of web pages on the internet. It's something like 37% or something around 40% of the internet is powered by WordPress. And if you know we're talking about maybe just under two billion people in some sense, or maybe we're, we're talking in hundreds of millions of people who could just install this plugin, and boom, already already now, you know, start taking payment in Bitcoin to paywall their articles or their website. And in terms of getting a Lightning address, there are ways to do that too. So you can run BTC Pay Server and get a Lightning address out of that. There are some you know, KYC exchanges that even allow you to host, I, I believe, Coin Corner in the UK allow you to get a Lightning address. There are other ways that you can get it through somebody else. So there's all these ways that you can set up a Lightning address and now you can just get paid into that for your content. It's just that the world doesn't realize this yet and it's really early, right? Exactly, yeah. But I mean, just like if you look a bit back one or two years ago where, yeah, back then you still had to run your own Lightning node. Uh, right now you can sign up some um, with a, with a wallet and I don't know, if you go on lightningaddress.com, for example, you see tons of them that already provide a Lightning address. And um, with a WordPress plugin like, uh, like the Bitcoin Lightning Publisher or this, this, this meta tech functionality, it's super easy to get started monetizing your content um, on, on, on Lightning, right? Um, even easier than adding a PayPal widget to your website. Yeah. And... Without all of the censorship that comes with PayPal, because I'm sure there are people know they've seen on the news, or, you know, or even recently there was one with uh, Eric July. He's a well-known libertarian creator in the comic book space, and so he was starting his own comic book thing, and he was getting locked out from all of his own money by PayPal. But now, in Lightning and Bitcoin world, we can set up people can set up their own Lightning nodes, and they can set up their own infrastructure and just not get stopped, and it's incredible. So I think what we as a community have to do is get better about, uh, you know, trumpeting and making sure people know about this stuff because it's out, it's there now. And now we have to, of course, I, I guess I don't want to get overly enthusiastic, but I think we have to also recognize it's early and these things still have to be built out in a way that's easy and nice UX and in, in a way that all plays together nicely. But the cool thing is in Bitcoin, there's an ethos of this interoperability of a FOSS open source culture. And so we're really seeing that. And so I think, we are starting to see some of that now, really the interoperability and the way these different pieces can connect together and play together to make a very compelling way of doing payments online. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, you, you talk about a very, very important topic. And I think maybe that we should also invest, um, invest a bit on that because that's also a reason why we not only target no coiners with the Albi extension, but also 
a lot of thoughts go into um, how can we make the life of um, web um, developers, for example, how can we um, make that easier for them um, so that they don't have to uh, um, interact or learn how to build something on such a low level as, as L&D or, or, or C-Lightning runs or Core Lightning runs. So that's why, for example, we want to also add more functionality into the Albi browser extension that exposes different features to developers um, and to interact with, 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 with the user's wallet, for example. And um, that's why we also heavily working on, on WebLN um, what's the Lightning Web Standard on and improve this specification that was also char um, started by by Bill and Jule by Will and Jule back then and now also continued with Albi, but in a in a bigger context, um, more and more people join, more wallets integrate um, WebLN for example, and it's important that we make the life of developers easier because only then we see more usage. Of, of lightning on the web and um, more people come because they they like this this application that are built there yeah and there's so many points of interoperability or so many ways this could apply if there are creators content creators online who want to make content and then the people who want to pay them and if it's really slick and easy to get started then we're slowly we're building out that network effect where we're growing the flywheel of bitcoin and lightning and so I think it's really cool to see. I'm excited to see it happen. Um, I'm also curious as well, if you could just explain a little bit about the podcasting 2.0. Oh, sorry, actually one other question. So is there any connection with LSAT as well, with what you're working on with Albi? Uh, yeah, there is. It's also a bit related to developer ecosystem and building blocks um, that, we, that we want to support with Albi. Um, for the Lightning Network, because we we recently published a showcase, the um, Instagram. It's like like Instagram just with sets, so you can buy and sell images for sets. You can um, and 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 send it directly to your own wallet. So the sets don't they don't go over the platform, but they are really the payments are peer to peer. But the files that are the pictures in in this case, they are uploaded to to a web platform basically. Um, and this is it's a it's a very nice showcase because it includes different building blocks of Lightning. So you have WebLN there for one-click payments with the Albi browser extension. You have LNURL there with Lightning addresses um, from from different providers, all interoperable to receive payments because someone 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 like the payer uh, needs to know where they sent the payment to. And then you have also LSAT there. Um, and um, this showcase is open source and it combines all of these. And it it's, was, was a nice work actually by Quintin, Dananjay and, and Bumi, I think. And what LSAT is, is doing here, it basically serves as a, both as an authentication as well as as a payment mechanism here. So you, you pay for a uh, picture um, on, on Instagram, for example, and you get an authentication token that allows you to request this resource from a website so in this case it's it's the picture and the interesting thing here is that you can assign different attributes or capabilities to this token that you get um, through lsat um, so for example you can also then give this token to another person this person can access the same 
um, resource on the web and it could be a picture, it could be a video, like anything that this specific application with a LSAT server basically yeah, stores uh, or provides, um, right? And I think actually in, in, in some some ways um, you could see it also a bit like, a, like an NFT, like that um, it's a token that gives you some certain rights. Um, it can also expire um, and there are very, very interesting applications um, out there that you can do with, uh, that you can um, use or create with LSAT basically. Um, for example, um, and that's why that's why we also bring out this Instagram showcase to just show people how far we have come with Lightning and motivate more to build on Lightning, right? So you can, for example, also serve uh, videos with ads, you can serve podcasts with or without ads, um, with special scenes or or not, and this all works with LSAT. And you do not have to reveal um, your personal identity because you have you have this token that um, that um, you you receive when you paid it, basically. So it's it's a it's a great tool, and I really hope to see much more of these showcases out there, or even maybe someone who improves um, uh, and keeps um, working on Instagram. Fantastic. And so with LSAT, I think it's interesting that this, I believe it was, it came out off the top of my head. I think it was maybe 2020 or maybe 2019 when it came out uh, and the Lightning Labs team and Laulu were talking about it. And it was obviously it was very early then. And now we're starting to see some actual, oh, wow, here's some like real practical, you can use this. And so I think there's all these ideas out there and it maybe takes time for one of them to get picked up and put into a project and then it's actually usable like in a way that's kind of, I guess, visible for the average user. Um, because I guess when it starts, it seems like, okay, it's, it's like a developer thing or like hardcore Bitcoin people who are coding away and doing some stuff. But then over time, it becomes practical and accessible for the masses. And hopefully we're seeing this direction happen with more and more uh, stuff around Lightning as well. So, I'm, you know, certainly I'm bullish on that. Um, and yeah, let's chat a bit about podcasting 2.0 because I saw you came out with a... It's called Saturn. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Saturn was basically born because out of the reason that um, Albi, the Albi Lightning wallet, um, is also a, a wallet for podcasters, right? You can receive boosts, you can receive streams, you can also receive boostergrams in your Albi Lightning wallet. Um, so it has quite some, some, uh, quite some features there. But um, the problem here is... Um, uh, in general, like if you receive streams, then you suddenly end up with, I don't know, like 50 payments of one to 200 sats or so, right? And then you pretty quickly lose the overview. So we we, we, we are thinking, okay, how can we present this list of transactions in a, in a, in a nicer way? And on the other side, um, how can we use, make use of the Albi wallet API? And then we also looked at the podcaster industry today. And what you see here is also quite interesting because today as a podcaster, you can actually only analyze what episodes your listeners are consuming. And the reason is that you can only measure downloads um, and listeners for each episode of an RSS-based podcast. But you do not know actually how your listeners are consuming one specific episode of your podcast. And that's that's why we built um, Saturn, and it's I think also Rainy did a great job here, and I think also users should keep in mind that it's still an early prototype, but it's a data analytics tool, um, and you get um, really actionable insights into the podcasts 
performance. So if you run a value-for-value value podcast um, using the Albi Lightning Wallet, what you can do now is you can connect, you can go um, um, on, on Saturn, you can connect your um, Albi account, then Albi uh, or Saturn gets, gets the transaction data out of your Albi Wallet and nicely displays it. So you see um, who are your main contributors, for example, um, you also see live booster grams. Um, and then as a, as a podcast in particular, it's also interesting to see uh, because you learn if listeners are actually skipping over your episodes, intros, or your second mid-roll, for example, or what sections do they actually like in particular and whatnot. And this is possible because with podcasting 2.0, you could actually now link value streams like Bitcoin-based micropayments to information streams um, like your your podcast or the podcast download. And if you combine these, um, you can bring exactly these insights um, to podcasters. Um, and we are basically decoupling the podcast statistics that are just bound to one specific app and, and um, gathered by them and make it available and interoperable to um, through overall um, podcast um, or like value-enabled podcast apps and make it particular um, available then for 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 the podcaster. So you also now um, also own basically the the stats to your own podcast. Um, yeah, and we will see how it turns out. It's a super interesting space, definitely. Right, and yeah, and I think it's really interesting because the idea is that with podcasting 2.0, people are streaming a certain amount of stats every minute or so. And they can periodically boost. And so you can see, oh, when were the boosts happening or when were the streams less? And I guess that's also kind of how you're doing that idea of understanding where where is the drop-off in terms of listeners. So, yeah, I think it's interesting to see all of these things. Um, so I guess in terms of your outlook on Lightning just generally, I'm curious, what do you see for Lightning generally or what kinds of things do you want to see being built in the ecosystem? So, yeah, so... If you ask me what 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 we what we are missing on on Lightning, it's still uh, we need many many more um, applications out there, right? We need we need more um, exchanges that include uh, Lightning withdrawals to make the the onboarding easier, um, or maybe even deposits to make the off ramps easier. Because now what does what we see in podcasting, we often get the question: Okay, how do I get my first stats into the app? To get started supporting podcasters, podcasters on the other side ask us, okay, what can I do with Sats? Um, so we need to provide also at some point nice off-ramps. Or um, if we don't have nice off-ramps, we need just many more uh, websites, apps that accept Lightning uh, payments. And um, so we so we need, and that's what we look um, look after, especially at Albis. We need a way more yeah, active developer ecosystem. And there are also what we have to say, quite quite interesting initiatives already out there. So like with Bolt.fun, for example, then or PlabLab, they 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 create hackathons. It's super important to get a community of developers going, um, and 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 to have more um, yeah people joining this system to build apps. To, to convince people to use Sats on the web. And I can definitely see that, especially in the creator um, area, if you build things, people, and really improve the lives of people, for example, with this Lightning Meta tech, we see that on YouTube, for example, you can include that now on, um, on, your, on your YouTube channel, uh, a Lightning address. 
um, uh, Albi picks it up automatically and um, you can support this, 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 this podcast and it's so easier. It's, it's a peer-to-peer -peer payment. It's like you don't pay 30% to YouTube. So more, more sats end up in your wallet. Um, and, and Albi comes with a lot of, like a lot more of these integrations, uh, SoundCloud, for example, on GitHub, Medium, um, also on Twitter. And these, all these, these things, they all improve the lives of people. They are super simple to integrate. You basically don't lose anything if you, if you do that. And, and if you ask people to support you, um, they actually will support you. Right. And I think this is what we what we see. I think a lot of more more publishers, creators find their ways to lightning because it's 10 times better experience for them to compare payment systems today. And I like the idea you just mentioned there about being able to read a lightning address just on on the Web. Right. So so what you're referring to there is this idea that people put like the lightning emoji and then their lightning address. And so then yeah. you're saying Albi can just pick that up and then the browser, the user who wants to donate, they can see that lightning address and like straight away, just tip them like that. That's what you're referring to, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's really interesting. And it's like my friend Rusty over at Blockstream uh, working on core lightning and the lightning protocol. He mentions this idea that you know, he, he won't necessarily be able to predict, you know, he said this years ago to me, he was saying, we won't be able to predict what is the popular use for this thing, but we'll just kind of be coding away and making this thing. And then eventually we'll just see this use case just blow up out of nowhere. And so, you know, I think that's kind of interesting because we're seeing this very in interoperable way for lightning payments to be done where people can just leave a lightning address just even in their profile somewhere. And then anyone can just donate straight away to that without even having to, you know, without any real friction. Because if they're running Albi or something like it, like let's say Albi gets competitors in the future and there are, you know, lots of other extensions all doing the same kind of thing. And we've got this interoperable lightning web payments going on and ideally it's done in a non-custodial way where let's say people are hooking it up with their own lightning node now we've got this non-custodial interoperable interface all around the web and i think that's a really cool vision for maybe potentially where this is going yeah and it makes the life of people so much easier to receive payments and i think this is a crucial part if we want lightning to to succeed or or just to get a quicker adoption is we cannot only rely on on exchanges um integrating lightning we also need to give users a chance to earn um sats um on the internet and a lightning address is a, helps because um people can get quicker on 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 a lightning wallet can distribute their lightning address to apps or to the, or put it on their own website and and earn some sats, um, and I'm particularly bullish about um, web apps, for example, that um, come with a earning mechanism, so that use sats, for example, to incentivize their usage. So, for example, they reward you for posting great content. Um, they reward you for giving tips. Uh, but of course, you you they also ask for payments uh, because you consume also content on on these sites. But I think you as an as an app we need to think, or as an app developer we need to think. Okay, how can we create this? Even if it's a, just a tiny little economy around one particular app. But this is how you as a as an app developer you can yeah more easily uh, onboard new users because you do not rely on users already having sats in their wallet right because you give them a chance to earn sats on your own app 
And um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we see a lot of more of these type of apps in the future because it makes a user acquisition so, so much easier. Yeah, fascinating to think about. I think having that built out ecosystem of places where people can spend sats, but I think importantly, to your point, earn sats, because I think that's probably also why we're not necessarily seeing massive amount of spending using Lightning on some of the sites, as an example, BitRefill and things like that. But maybe that's because not a lot of people can earn on Lightning. And maybe once they could earn directly into Lightning, well, then it's only natural for them to actually start spending in using Lightning also. Um, so I think that's an interesting direction as well. Uh, any other thoughts just around Bitcoin and where you think it's going? Any uh, speculations or things you want to share? So, yeah, um, at Albimine, we, we are really interested in building things. Price also um, affects affects us, affects everyone in in the industry. But it's it's, it's a great time now for us to, to build things and and be prepared for uh, for the for the years ahead. Uh, I think it's it's never too late to get getting into this field, um, especially like starting starting the the learning journey with uh, with with Lightning and an open source project. Uh, from what what I can tell, I, I also started contributing to open source projects. Uh, you learn a lot, um, especially if you have a great community around you that gives you quick feedback. And there are so many um, communities around or, or projects that are open source within Lightning or the bigger Bitcoin ecosystem. Everyone who wants to get started, um, I think it, that's the right time right now because you're not distracted by anything else like price also. And it doesn't matter if you're a developer, if you're a designer. From what I can tell, at least with the Albi team, everyone if you're a marketer, if you want to create content, uh, you're very much welcome. Just like let us know. But I, th I guess there are tons of others open source projects that that are that are happy if they have contributors like like this. Fantastic. Well, listeners, go and find them. The website is getalby, g e t a l b y dot com. There's a browser extension. There's a WordPress plugin. All kinds of things. Moritz, where can people find you and any other places to find you guys? Um, so yeah, we are also part of the Bitcoin design community. We have a um, Slack channel there. It's called the Lightning Browser Extension channel. On Twitter, we also call it um, called Get Albi there. Or if you go on Telegram, we are at uh, t.me/getalbi. Um, and yeah, happy to see, happy to welcome more people there. Be cool. Thanks for joining me, Moritz. Thanks again. <laughs> was 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 a great experience. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm bullish on lightning and interoperability. I hope you are also. And so maybe you want to try some of these technologies out and let us know what you think or tweet out about your thoughts also. I'm curious to hear what you think. I also see a lot of the comments coming through on Podcasting 2.0 when people are boosting. So thanks for those comments, everyone, and the support. You can get the show notes at stefanlevero.com slash 412. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the Citadels.